ESPN Head in the Game. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Head in the Game, the definitive take on one of the week's major sporting events. Uh, now, I'm Jamie Lang, and this week we have got a very special episode for you ahead of the final day of the Premier League season. And what a climax to the season it's proving to be. Now, it's going down to the last game, folks. Will Manchester City triumph yet again or slip up, allowing Liverpool to claim their first ever Premier League title? Now, the sweet scent of diesel is absent this week. Yes, that's right. Rachel is over in Japan doing something very sporty. I actually have no idea what she's doing. So with me to discuss the season and maybe have a little kickabout in the studio, once we're done, it's comedian Tom Lucy. Hey, how you doing? God, that was a bit of a mouthful at the you beginning. You smashed it. It was great. Did, Did you? you really well. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you, Tom, you're one of those, you're one of those football fans who aren't really a football fan. You just, you just like, <laughs> you like to be one it. of the boys. I just want to be one of the boys, to be honest. It's just thrilling to be. I always get very nervous when I come on shows like this where they're sort of listened to by proper football fans. Yeah. Like I've been on talk sport radio a few times and, and I always get like tweeted like 50 tweets from like old men without profile pictures going, what is this guy? You don't know anything. So I always scared, scared about doing these. Yeah. Whereas, do you know what? When everyone found out that I was hosting ESPN head in the game, they, everyone was like, that is a perfect match. Yeah. They were like, <laughs> I couldn't think yeah, of yeah. anything better. Because than... you are always talking about football. But honestly. I am. I am. You Listen, can't get you off the subject. Ask me how many keepy uppies I can do. How many keepy uppies can you do? 424. There you go. See, you're obsessed with it. You're a man, you're a slave to the football. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, also, being an Arsenal fan, it must hurt. Yeah. It must hurt, right? Well, I, yeah. I suppose you're talking about a Sunday night. I was there on, not Sunday night, Sunday afternoon. I was there. Um, yeah, it was it was bad, yeah. We, did you watch it? I watched it. Yeah? The score? What, do you want to know the score? No, I know the score. I was there. <laughs> okay. It's just disappointing, isn't it? I Why mean, did they collapse? I don't know. We we have we have this like um sort of knack of uh playing really well against good sides and then just falling apart in front of you know opposition that we should be. I don't really know why. It sort of happened since I can remember. Arsenal just sort of fall apart in front of smaller clubs. What what was your what was the first game you ever remember? I remember going to Highbury when I was like 11 or 12 because all all of my family live all they lived all round, literally round Highbury. So we used to go. My dad and my granddad, we would go. Well, like camping, they used to camp. Yeah, in tents, <laughs> round. Yeah, you know that little caravan park by Highbury. They lived there. <laughs> so we used to go to the football mainly for the warmth of the stadium and the uh, running water. <laughs> but we used to go all the time. Yeah, and then only recently. Like a year ago, I got a season ticket. Me and my mate. So, do you think Emery has uh, another season? Yeah, of course. Yeah, really. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't really. I don't like all this. Um, people just constantly slagging off. He's he's been there for you know, just, you know. He, I feel like he's definitely got more in him. And it, it's interesting about managers, right? Because I saw uh, actually an ESPN uh, quote from. A Mourinho, uh, not from Mourinho, from someone talking about Mourinho, saying Mourinho says his biggest victory ever was getting Manchester United second yeah. last year. Was that group of players? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's nonsense, by the way. Oh, that's Alex Shaw, who's also <laughs> in the studio. He's not meant to pipe up, but he's he just I had to. I had to. Come then. on, mate, just piping up, but without you being intro. I'll, I'll be introed in due course. Respect well, the format, Alex. Look, fine. Also joining us around the table, he works for ESPN. It's Mr. Alex Shaw. Hello, gentlemen. How are you doing? Uh, it's your first time doing a podcast. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Good. Well, listen, so what do you think about Arsenal? Do they need new players? What do they need to do? You know, Alex, what do you think? I, don't, I think Tom's right. You can't just keep chopping and changing managers 
you know, Wenger left them after 22 years. It's going to take a really, really long time to rid Arsenal of, as Tom says, this failure against small teams. I mean, to be fair, Emery in bigger games this season, he's done all right, hasn't he, Tom? Like, yeah, beat, we've beat United that, 2 That's what and... I mean. It's like the big games, it's fine. It's difficult for Emery because he's arrived. These aren't his players. Like, he's working with... Well, there are a few. You've got Torreira. Okay, well, there's, a, there's a few, but I just think you need a bit more time. No, Emery's done all right. There's, I think next season... If you have a similar season like this, you're going to get a few moments. It's great what you hear, like, because when you sit, where I sit in the Emirates, we sit near these people, you sort of get to know everyone throughout the season that you sit near. Who sits behind you? What's their name? There's an old man called Derek who sits behind us, <laughs> but there's a guy in front who t- talks... What's his name? I don't know his name, we've never spoken, but he talks like complete rubbish the whole time, right? What, and what, I, pick the ball up! Just not, just like nonsense, right? Is and he the, eating a panini at the time? Yeah. Does he have a glass of red wine? This is what I heard him say like a couple of months ago. He was talking to his mate who he was with and he went, do you know what we need, right? Do you know what we need? We need... Is he a, a cockney? Yeah, he's not a panini guy, he's a, he's a pie guy. <laughs> right. He said, what we need, right, what we need as a, as a club, we need a striker like Lionel Messi, that's what we need. <laughs> I'm like behind him going, yeah. yeah I want to it's like, you, know what, you, you, might, you want to go and tell Emery that. I'm not sure he's thought about that. <laughs> Listen, Alex, uh, you are a United fan. Uh, how are you feeling about your season? Um, it's been dreadful. Everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. So you've got Leeds who could get promoted through the playoffs. You've got Chelsea and Arsenal probably in the Europa League final. You've got Man City are going to win a domestic treble, but if they don't, Liverpool win the league. Liverpool are going to win the Champions League. Don't even tell me Ajax or Spurs will beat them because they won't. So, um, yeah, it's great, mate. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> but I heard, I heard a rumour at ESPN you're just a glory supporter, so I no, just no, you're going to start. You're no, start. My, family, my yeah. dad was from Manchester, so I have half a reason. Um, what's Tom's reason for being Arsenal? Oh, here we go. Actually, no, 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 I won't go for Tom. We'll the car- caravans. The caravans. The Jamie, what's your reason for supporting Chelsea? Uh, my made, dad made owned there, the club. <laughs> That's as good a reason as any. Uh, right, we're going to come back to that uh, in a little bit. But first, with the Premier League in 60 seconds, can he do it? It's son of voice. Uh, where's your dad? Hello, Jamie. Father's taken a week off to bathe his vocal cords in white wine vinegar and licorice. I'll be taking his place. Big shoes to fill, my friend. They're big shoes, all right? Away you go. The Premier League was formed in 1992 when teams in the old Football League First Division decided to break away and take advantage of a lucrative TV rights deal. It's the most watched sports league in the world, broadcast in 212 territories to 643 million homes, a potential audience of almost 5 billion people. 49 clubs have competed in the league since its creation, although only six have won it. Blackburn, Leicester, Manchester City, Arsenal, Chelsea and Manchester United with a record 13 wins. Their noisy neighbours, Manchester City, hold the record for points tally. They hit 100 in the 2017-18 season. Record goal scorer Alan Shearer with 260 goals in 441 games. The league's longest serving manager was Arsene Wenger, Arsenal's boss for 22 years. Arsenal, of course, hold the record for going an entire Premier League season unbeaten back in 2004. The current longest serving boss is also one of the league's youngest. 42-year-old Eddie Howe is in his seventh year at Bournemouth. The Premier League trophy is made of silver with a gold crown and weighs 10 kilograms. The longest distance between Premier League clubs is 354 miles. That's when Newcastle United take on Bournemouth. Oh, did I do it? Son of voice doing the old man proud there. Uh, right, back with Alex and Tom in the studio then. L- lads, come on. All right, lads. Do you like how I said lads there? Lads, lads, lads. It sounded really laddie the way I we said are lads. lads. We are lads. Yeah, we're talking about Just a bunch of lads. A bunch chat. of lads. Yeah, now, it's been it. a great season. Well, we need to have a quick overview. Okay, okay. Tom, Alex, <laughs> goal of the season. 
Goal of season. Go on, Alex, you take it away. I would say honourable mention to Andros Townsend away at City. Uh, the volley in December puts uh, put Palace two one up at the time. They won three two, I think. Um, and it was the, it was such an incredible hit. The camera struggled to keep up with the ball. Just literally zoomed in off the bar. And what in. speed did it go? Do you know? I don't know that. Faster mate. than the camera could keep up with, Jamie. Exactly. So speed the of light. speed of light. The speed yeah. of light. No, but I'm going to choose um, <laughs> not just for the goal, but for what it potentially could signify. Vincent Company against Leicester on Monday night. Um, just an incredible bit of theatre. And what I found so funny looking it back, right? You've got these lads behind the goal. They're obviously going to the toilet or get a cup of tea, whatever. They've got their back to the action and they've completely missed it. So then you see him like run back in. But it's just like, why? If you're going, okay, look, you've got your captain lining up 30 yards from goal, whatever. Okay, if, if nature calls, nature calls, fair enough. But walk backwards so you can see it. Do you know what I mean? He's just completely missed on one of the most pivotal moments in the season. But I like uh, no, that Stone you even goal. picked up on that. I wouldn't have even it noticed was like, that. It was, like, it was like on Twitter at the end of the oh, game. Right. You, know, you say, oh, look at these guys, they've missed it, all sort of thing. But um, that was incredible. So your piece of advice at a football game is to walk backwards up the stairs if you're watching a match. Mm. Well, if you need to go to the toilet, yeah, but then just hold it in. You Solid know, advice. You've got yeah. 20 minutes to go. Hold it in, mate. Uh, comedian Tom Lucy, uh, mm. goal of the season, tell me. You're going to say Aaron Ramsey, aren't you? Uh, I, well, no, I was going to say, um, in the Arsenal-Tottenham game, the Lacazette, the equaliser that Lacazette did in the Tottenham game. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was when I thought Emery's really cracked it, because the whole crowd were behind Arsenal... Spurs obviously finished above you last season, but then there was this whole sort of like retribution for that. And Arsenal at the time, I think they were in really, really good form. And yeah. everyone was like, okay, Emery's really got this. It's a massive game. Spurs have come to the town. They've been defeated quite comprehensively. But then, as Arsenal do, crumbled. <laughs> uh, okay, do we agree with this one? Uh, uh, player of the season, Van Dijk. No. No. Um, he's been incredible. Liverpool have long had difficulties with their defence, but I'm going to go Raheem Sterling. Um, for many reasons, really. I think it's um, combined goals and assists in his like 33 appearances is 27, which is you know incredible. It's not just his talent, it's what he represents. The stuff he's had to deal with this season, Chelsea away, all the knuckle-draggers racially abusing him, there's stuff that gets written about which is just offensive, and he's, like, he's put himself on a pedestal, really. So many people look up to him. He's done so much charity work. He donated all this money to the Grenfell um, Disaster Fund, and he's become a role model for so many young players and young black players as well. Football Writers Player of the Year, Young Player of the Year as well. Van Dijk's fantastic, obviously, but it's not just... We can eulogise about, yeah, great goals, great technique, whatever, but what Sterling has done, I think he, he deserves he deserves Player of the Year for me. <laughs> Tom, try and <laughs> beat that. Try I and beat that. I was going to say, genuinely was going to say Gendouzi because I like his hair. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that after that. Wow, that was like a politician's speech. Do, do you agree, though? Yeah, I, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, I do agree. Yeah, I would yeah. agree with that. Also, Sterling is one of these players when he picks up the ball with his feet. When he picks Obviously, up yeah. the ball. <laughs> Important to clarify. Have you, have you watched football before, Jay? <laughs> not, not, you know, when he... When he catches the ball, yeah. it's unbelievable. When the ball is passed to him, yeah. lands at his feet, yeah. something magical... Sparks, happen. yeah, sparks fly. People get excited, yeah, and uh, and that's quite. And I don't think we've had a uh, an an English player, yeah. like that for for many years. He was the last player, like Gascoigne, when he used to pick up. Well, people got excited. Paul Scholes, right? Paul, but Paul Scholes was more. He was going to pass. You know that that forward <laughs> running, that that direct running, that potential goal threat. Rooney, no, Rooney was a bit more of a shooter. Shooter. <laughs> <laughs> 
These are all officially SPN terms. Okay, right. What about surprise of the season? Now, there's not been that many sackings, managerial no. sackings. Have there? There's only been four. Uh, I'll tell you what winds me up when people talk about surprises, right? Is when they go, oh, isn't Wolves a surprise? Wolves isn't a surprise. So many people in the summer going, I bet you Wolves are going to surprise you. <laughs> so how many more times can you say it's going to be surprising? Well, it's not surprising. <laughs> I suppose you could say... It's a surprise that two teams have got 90-plus points. That's never happened in the Premier League before. Liverpool and City have been going at it and all that, and obviously one of them can't win it. So it's a surprise that you know two have got that amount of points, but that just shows you how poor and far behind the rest of the league are, in my opinion. Do you think yeah, that that's far behind? another incredible answer. I know. Tom, what you're, a guy. You've got to pick your <laughs> game up. You've got to right? game up, Tom. The game you got, so, Tom, what is your surprise well, of the well, season? The, the, the Arsenal club land have stopped serving Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to me, was a real shock when that happened. Absolutely. Because that's the go-to drink, right, at an Arsenal game, but... Um, are you allowed to drink it in your? Now. Are you allowed to drink it in your seat? No, and that's another thing that winds me up. You can't drink it in the seat. Yeah. What do they think's going to happen? Yeah. It's because Derek will complain. That's because I'll throw, I'll smash a bottle over Derek's head <laughs> when he when he asks us. We Messi need a Messi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, big one here. Uh, funniest moment of the season. Uh, well, Tom's a comedian, so he's got to answer this one. Yeah, Tom, what oh, do you think? Funniest throw, uh, throw me under the bus, Alex. Mate, there we go. Come on, Neil Warnock. Neil Warnock. Yeah. That's... What what a funny moment, Neil Warnock. <laughs> Loads. You must have seen. You must have seen the moment against Palace before the game when the TV cameras get Warnock and he's just doing this weird walk to the camera. I haven't seen and he's, that. He's, look, he's like looking really menacingly, and he's like a chicken almost, just like with his head out. Sort really? Of thing. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, check it on like Twitter or whatever. And then some like, like a Conor McGregor style almost, before a battle. Almost. Yeah, but like some genius on Twitter is like remixed that. So Warnock now appears in the Prodigy Firestar video, <laughs> and it just looks it looks immense. <laughs> I knew when when you saw that at the time, just before the game, and Carl got relegated, you just knew it's going to blow up on Twitter, and you know, lo and behold, it did. Okay, Alex, you're a United fan. Tom, we know you're a Gooner. Now, is this scrap for the title making you insanely jealous? I mean, how does it compare to Arsenal versus United throughout the noughties? Amazing clashes: Wenger versus Fergie, Vieira versus Keane. I'm massively nostalgic for United v Arsenal. Yeah, back, back in the nineties, that was the one. I think that's just. The, I'm not sure if it was better. I just think you were just naturally more nostalgic for that Arsenal team of like 2005. Was it like Patrick Vieira? 2004 when the Invincibles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Thierry Henry and yeah. Sol Campbell and all that's that. It. Okay, let's focus on the season where we're at now. We know who's been relegated: Huddersfield, Fulham, and Cardiff. And barring an eight-goal swing, my beloved Chelsea and Spurs uh, will be playing Champions League football next season. So it's all about the title. Now, it's been an incredible tussle between Liverpool and the City. Remember, Liverpool was seven points ahead at one point. I mean, has it been the best title race in years? It's difficult because everyone's talking about how incredible it is, and it is in terms of the points both teams have amassed. But one week City win, the next week Liverpool win, and it's just repeat, repeat, repeat. Liverpool have only lost once this season. I remember in 2012, title decided on the last day with the last kick, 93rd minute and 20 seconds, Aguero. Um, the lead changed hands every now and then. Arsenal beat City. United looked like I was going to win the league. Then they lost to Wigan. Drew 4-4 with Everton. It was, there was so much more drama. This has just been two relentlessly fantastic teams mm. going at it. There's not been... I mean, the company, that, like we said, was the theatre of football. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, I don't think it has been as good as 2012. If you guys close your eyes quickly. Close your eyes. Mm. I, can, I can put you back at that m- moment. Aguero! 
<laughs> Thanks, that's now burned into my psyche for life. In your life! <laughs> Moving on. Also, I think what's pretty amazing, and Mourinho said it so well, Liverpool under Klopp. He said, I saw in an interview, he said, forget tactics, forget philosophy, it's just pure passion and desire and driving those boys forward. That's what's oh, that's, kind of doing. That, it. I really, uh, that's the main thing that I really sort of like about players or managers or whatever it is, is just when they're really passionate about it. It's sort of, sort of more important that to me than how good they are. It's what annoys me the most about players when you feel like they're not, they don't really care or they're not really in it. I, I sort of would rather them be worse but really passionate about it. I remember when um, Klopp took over was it 2016 and I knew the minute he took over, it obviously take a while because a new manager, new club, takes it takes a while. But I knew this would happen because he did it at Mainz in Germany, he did it at Dortmund, he broke the... Um, the Bayern Munich dominance of the Bundesliga, back-to-back titles there. And he's the difference between him and Guardiola, for example, Guardiola will come in to a team and make a fantastic team even better. What Klopp does, he improves his team, but not just in terms of a football level. He has this like sense of emotion behind him, a sense of community behind him. Like So you see the Liverpool fans at the end of the 4 0 win over Barcelona. They're responding to him. There's an atmosphere there. I know it's a cliche about magical nights under lights at Anfield it's true they respond they buzz off Klopp and it's just it's got he's got a magical alchemy that not many managers if any manager has okay let's talk about City Uh, as you mentioned Alex what does Guardiola bring to a football team he just makes fantastic teams even better he came in with really good conditions at Barcelona obviously he had Messi there and it was all built for success there with with the backroom staff that have now obviously gone to City he the Champions League eluded him with Bayern Munich but he's they're just relentless in their pressing he introduced this, um, it's almost this rule at Barca that he's kind of followed him throughout his career that if you haven't got the ball, you've got seven seconds to get it back off them. If not, get back into shape. And it's this tactical acumen, the pressing, the relentlessness of it. It's just like this, when you play against him, it's like you're in a vice and it's just closing, closing in. And not many teams can count that, apart from someone like Liverpool, because they've got that sort of pressing ability themselves to counteract it. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. a, that's a, so that was his tactic. If you don't get the ball I back in know, seven seconds, yeah. yeah, it's seven. Then seconds. you're back in position. Yeah, I mean, there's this whole thing like throughout the season talking about these tactical fouls that uh, Solskjaer at United highlighted, but a few others have said it as well. I mean, you've got Fernandino, even David Silva. Like David Silva looks like this little impish, nice guy and all that. <laughs> he will kick you. He will <laughs> kick you if you haven't got that ball back. You'll get back into position, and that's what yeah. they do he, he, he's got it down to a T that's sort of they, like precision yeah exactly yeah. Uh, so it comes down to the wire boys okay it's either going to be Liverpool or Man City to win the title uh, Liverpool are playing Wolves uh, Man City are playing Brighton who's going to tip it Liverpool think Liverpool are going to win the title yeah I think yeah so. Wolves are on yeah. the beach I mean yeah. they're a good team in that but they've got <laughs> nothing the to play for now and yeah. they'll just they'll just you know Liverpool they've got all that fan emotion behind them Liverpool win and I'll just, I'll worry for City, you know. Back in 2012, play QPR, who nearly got relegated, just like Brighton this time. Going into what, the 91st minute or so, Brighton, uh, QPR were 2, uh, 2 1 up. And I can see something, I know City won it again, Aguero and all that. I can see something similar happen <laughs> with Brighton, but I can just, I can just see them. Yeah. So you're both going Liverpool? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I'm gonna go the other side, I'm gonna say Man City. You're gonna say Huddersfield. I'm gonna say Wolves. <laughs> Wolves are gonna win it. That's what I'm saying. Uh, right, stay with us because up next, the super fans are gonna have their say. ESPN, head in the game. Right, time to find out what the paying customers think. First up, from the Anfield Rap Podcast, we're delighted to welcome back to Head in the Game, Neil Atkinson. Neil, my good friend, how are you? 
I could not be better in the whole wide world, could I? Uh, Liverpool have set Europe up at least one more time and everybody's going to live with the consequences. Uh, that couldn't have been a better opener uh, than uh, I thought. I might, you... I might have to wait outside for this. <laughs> yeah. We got Tom Lucy in here, who's an Arsenal fan, and uh, Alex Shaw, who's a Man United fan. A very despondent one, Neil, as I'm sure you can tell by my tone of voice, mate. I mean, you're allowed to be despondent, but what I'd say is that Man United weren't playing, um, so you know it's not like they got. Beat. It's just... <laughs> it's, I mean, what I'd say about the nature of Scouse exceptionalism is that if people have got a problem with Scouse exceptionalism. They need to make their own football teams be more exceptional. That is absolutely true. Yeah. N- Neil, do you know what you sound like? You do. You sound like I've I've put your your podcast on times two speed, which is you know, that's <laughs> that's how excited you find. Right, let's get into it now, Neil. Uh, I know this is a Premier League episode of the pod, but what about beating Barca on Tuesday night to reach the Champions League final? I know I've said it, but honestly, what are your when it happened four nil and those goals were flying in the second half? What were you thinking? It was overwhelming, to be quite honest with you, and I think it's it's testament to the the spirit that the managers built. I'm saying, there's the way the the managers manage this season. I think is you know people will talk a lot about tactics, and tactics are a massive part about football. And I think that you know he's as tactically in tune as anybody else. But in terms of putting together a long term plan, managing a group of players, bringing the best out of them, bringing the best out of them mentally and physically, time and the fitness. He could not have managed this season any better with the group of players he has. It's practically impossible to do so. And he, he, he himself, you know, immediately after the game, he's desperate to put the focus on his footballers. He's desperate to, to talk about that group and the mentality they have. And even, you know, from the moment Mo Salah walks around with his with his shirt on, saying "Don't give up," that's part of this. From the moment that they they come alive through that game, from the first tackle to the last goal, all of it is based around you know an unbelievable level of intensity, both mental and physical. Yeah, um, Neil, I know you're so excited, but it's got to be the Premier League you want more than the Champions League, surely. The internet wasn't even invented the last time Liverpool won the, the title. I, I want both of them, and I've wanted both of them for a while. Don't be greedy, and Neil. That, and I think that there's, there's, there's a thing, which is... So Gary Neville makes a show of himself early this season when he tries to act as though Klopp should throw the Champions League in if he wants to have any chance of winning the Premier League. Yeah, I remember and Gary Neville, Gary Neville understands football on a profound level, but he maybe doesn't understand Liverpool. Liverpool makes sense in a European context. And one of the big the big wins for Liverpool's Premier League campaign this season, one of the big boosts was Bayern Munich away. And it shouldn't be Bayern Munich away because we didn't even get any points for it in the Premier League. But what it did was it allowed Liverpool to go to that ground, play that team, play that club, and basically give it the big one and become back to being exceptionally cocky, backing themselves and saying, this is the football team we are. Liverpool needs European football. And one of the differences between Liverpool and Manchester City, seemingly, is that as a collective, the club, the city of Liverpool, wants that European spotlight, wants that European glare. So it isn't being greedy. And when Klopp was getting asked and he was saying, you know, which one do you want more? saying why not both he wasn't being flippant about it considering, you know, considering the length though of how long you've had to wait <laughs> for a Premier League title sum up how you're feeling ahead of the game on Sunday they must be you must be pretty nervous surely I'm not nervous at all. I'm, I, I think Wolves are a really good side. I think that at the minute Wolves and Leicester are playing better football than Arsenal and Man United, so it'll be a difficult game. That's not game. hard. That's Ooh. not hard. <laughs> easy, easy, Neil. Wolves will be a difficult game, but you know that in the atmosphere of Liverpool will be absolutely flying. The players will be bouncing, and we should win the game. We can't control. I'm, I'm not even going to be watching Brighton versus Manchester City. I can't control that. I haven't got any nerves. Liverpool will get 97 points, and if Manchester City get 98, then literally the maths mean they win the league. That's it. But Neil, um, Neil, how, how disappointed or frustrated will you be if uh, you get pipped at the at the last hurdle? What would happen then? 
I'd be disappointed and frustrated if we drew against Wolves and City drew against Brighton. That's what it disappoints and frustrates me. If we get 97 points, if we win this last game, if we go on this run that we've gone on since the last international break, since Bayern Munich away, if we win all those games and then we don't win the league, it'd be, it'd be frustrating in the sense of, you know, well, what are you meant to do? But the idea that I'm frustrated with any Liverpool player or anyone to do with that, no, and I'm not disappointed. If I had to put you on the spot and you have to pick one or the other, uh, would, you rather, would you rather win Champions League or Premier League? If you're offering me a guaranteed one or the other, I'll have a guaranteed Premier League. Um, you know, of course I'd have a Premier League, a guaranteed Premier League. But if Liverpool come second with 97 points and then go to Madrid and win in Madrid and they will kick off the game in Madrid as favourites, then, you know, let's not be... I, 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 trust me, I am not going to spend my summer crying. I am going to spend my summer sitting in trees now and a passers-by. If they don't win, do you think Liverpool need better players for next season to come back stronger and better? I think that you'd always need to look at improving your squad, but you know I think that Liverpool could do with one more forward who's of the level of the other three to be able to. Don't anybody you know, got a ragey mate? Oh, he's brilliant, and you know again, huge credit to him for the way he's performed and what he's done. Uh, and I'd, I'd keep him around. You know, I would keep him around because I think you've seen the value of him not just in that game but in others through the season. But I think one more who could compete with those from three would be terrific. I'm not privy to the sports science. You know, if they feel they can get to 35 league starts from Joe Gomez then I wouldn't be you know, in any rush to, to do anything necessarily at centre-half. But there's every chance that one or Lovren or Matip want to move on because they want to get regular football somewhere. And if they do, Liverpool will need to replace there. But apart from that, you know, this, this doesn't need major surgery, but what it does need is maybe one more injection of serious, serious final third quality. What about, what about player of the season, Van Dijk? Uh, anyone else caught your eye this season? Oh yeah, I mean all of them, and that's the If you get ninety-seven points, you end up having to say that fan like unreal. He's, you saw it. You saw it last night. How many points now? Uh, ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Sorry, just checking. <laughs> yeah, three more to get. Um, if you get the ninety-seven points, that's what you can do. Ninety-seven. So I'll write that down. Yep. Write that down. You just put us at 97 and put a question mark next to Man City. Um, <laughs> there, is, there, is a, uh, there is a thing there where I think Virgil's been absolutely unbelievable and it's as much about sort of what he transmits to the wider side. I think, you know, you've seen the running of Henderson. He's been tremendous in this running. Sadio Mane is, I think, been the best, you know, the best attacker in the country. Um, I think he's been, he's just picked Salah and Sterling for me. I think, just on a side note, I think Bernardo Silva and Raheem Sterling have been absolutely tremendous across the course of the season but especially in the last six weeks they've been throwing performances out that have just been incredible and they're a huge credit to themselves and to the club they play for um, so you know but I think you know almost every Liverpool player Andy Robertson's been the best left back in the country Trent Arnold is tremendous um, you you'd almost get boring because you're just listing the players and, t- and saying that they're great because that's the case they can't not be they've, they've got 97 points or they're going to get 97 points 97. And, they're, and they're in a Champions yeah. League final Neil and also two questions for you uh, firstly do you think Premier League is the best league in the world firstly I, I mean, I, I hate that because I don't. I'm not. I don't watch. I don't watch a lot of the others. Um, it's been really interesting the last few weeks for a lot of Liverpool supporters, many of whom have been at times critical of this side, having to live the experience of watching other sides play and watching them play against Manchester City, because you suddenly realise that in a few areas there is, there's a paucity of quality and there's a massive gulf between Liverpool City and the rest, because there is a massive gulf between Liverpool City and the rest. But the one thing you've got to say at the minute is Juventus have run away with Italy, Paris have run away with with France, um, Spain, Barcelona have approximately run away with it it's been a little closer but you know they've had that home and hose for a while so it's important and I think and I think that in the general sort of clamour around talking about this 
you know, people wanting to pick sides in this title race. I understand that. We're all football supporters and we all have rivalries. But if Liverpool did not exist, then the Premier League would most definitely not be the best league in the world. If Manchester City did not currently exist and if this Liverpool side was 24 points clear, you would not be able to argue the Premier League is the best league in the world. You would be decrying how dull this is. In order... The great sadness, but the thing that might well happen this season domestically is Liverpool may well frame Manchester City's brilliance. And obviously I would think that's a shame, but sometimes that's what needs to happen for sports to be a thing. You know, go right back years, you need Carl Lewis and Mike Powell both jumping world records um, to see a brilliant long jump competition. That's what you need. Um, I remember watching athletics on a, on a Friday night on ITV when Steve Backley and the Finnish lads were breaking the world record every time they lashed the thing. And it felt like sporting brilliance. You need that. So if you know if, if City do end up being framed by how good Liverpool are, if they do get over the line and if they do manage to scrape through against Brighton, then fair play to them. They've been amazing. And let's just hope we get to further frame City's brilliance by saying they finish one point one point ahead of the European champions. Hey, you should that that is drop wow, the mic on that one, Neil. I think you read that's a round of applause right there for that. Almost uh, ready for the Wolves game now. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, I got one more question very quickly. Uh what do you think the score is gonna be between Liverpool Wolves, uh Man City Brighton? Um I think that Brighton are obviously gonna win five nil and <laughs> Wolves uh will keep Liverpool remarkably honest but when we went to Molyneux we won 2-0 and it wouldn't surprise me if there's a similar scoreline I think 2-0 Liverpool um, they find a way over the course of the game uh, in all honesty I think I'd be really surprised if Brighton get anything from uh, from the game against Manchester City it would need man of the match performances from from the goalkeeper at the very least um, so I'd probably expect I'm expecting I'm expecting Manchester City to, to be brightened by uh, by three goals to nil and it wouldn't surprise me if it's 3-0 for Manchester City at half time and Liverpool 2-0 against Wolves OK quickly and just for Alex Shaw do you think Man United are going to make the top 10 next year? <laughs> the top 10 next year Manchester United will be absolutely fine uh, they will always find their way back to being Manchester United that's what they'll do it might just take a bit longer this time in all honesty I think that there's a bit of a problem with United which is that you can make a case for almost anything and that's never a good place we've been there 2011 is a good example when you can make a case that you could do anything build around any player there's, an, there's endless arguments to be had at Old Trafford and I think that that's, that means it's going to take a little bit longer but you know Man United the point of Liverpool and Man United is that English football does not exist without Liverpool and Man United so at some point in the next here, five here. years you'll get me on this show and Alex Shaw will be able to laugh at me rather than the other way around <laughs> Neil thank you very much mate really appreciate it. good luck this weekend Take it easy. See you soon. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Uh, right, let's get the Man City perspective. Uh, Natalie Pike, radio presenter and City superfan. Hello, Natalie. Hi. Hi, guys. We have Tom Lucy and Alex Shaw in the studio as well. Hello, Natalie. Hi, Natalie. Hi, Listen, we want to talk about Man City. Now, isn't this just another title for City? And wouldn't you rather be in the final of the Champions League, if you're totally honest? I don't know how anyone could ever think the Premier League was just another title. Um, you know, don't we just hear, don't we hear Liverpool and United fans constantly going on about how many times they've won the Premier League? It's not, sorry, that, that's my son. He's also saying no, no, no. <laughs> he's, he's saying no, Vinny, don't shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you know, Liverpool have obviously done absolutely incredible to get to the final of the Champions League, and I don't think there's any real football fan out there that would take that away from them but we're on you know we're on the verge of making a historic domestic treble um if you'd asked me at the start of the season would i take the champions league final or would i take a domestic treble i would take the domestic treble okay but also assuming you win it on sunday okay how much harder has this title been to claim this season compared to the last i mean this arguably will be our most 
difficult Premier League that we've ever won. Liverpool will, you know, a- absolutely take it, you know, take it to the last minute of the last game. I'm sure, you know, it's, it's going to be, uh, you know, it's been a really tough season. You know, if we win the league, we'll have 97 points. Last year, we had 100 points, you know, when we won it by a canter. Um, but this year, Liverpool will be a point behind us. So, um, yeah, absolutely. This will, without a doubt, be one of the one of the most difficult. What is it? I mean, realistically, is it one of the most, you know, um, difficult, one of the most close Premier Leagues ever? Like it may, you know, it may well be. I'm, I'm, forgive me for my history from sort of 25 years ago, but but it certainly feels that way. Alex will know. Alex will know. Here we go. Oh, you put me on the spot, Mr. There, Google. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know off the top of my head, but Natalie, would you say that United are still your biggest rivals? Oh gosh, I mean it's it's um that's a, it's a really good question. I mean, United, we're, we're, our rivals are Wolves and Leicester now. <laughs> and, and you know what though? That, like that's like, I'm, like everyone laughs when you say that, but sadly it's factually true for you now. Unless you do something you know <laughs> really big over the summer, there's a good chance that you won't finish in the top six. Next She's year, done the you there, mate. No, he, no, yeah, I, sorry I, about that. I, no, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I was watching the game on uh, on Sunday. Um, sorry, on Monday. And uh, there's part of me that's like seeing company smack that one in from 30 yards. You're thinking, you know, United are so far away from having those sort of moments again, in my opinion. Yeah. I bet you're loving that. (laughs) Yeah, do you know what we are? We are. I'm not even going to lie, we are. And Natalie, speaking of great moments, what's been your fondest memory of the Premier League? Not just City, but overall. Can you pick one out? You mean my fondest moment of the Premier League ever is always going to be the 93-20 minute where Sergio Aguero scored and we won our first Premier League and you picked United to the post and you know the, the videos of United fans celebrating at Sunderland and then they hear that we've scored and you see their faces drop and you know that moment. Nath, let me hold you there for one second. I'll remind you of that moment. <laughs> Aguero! <laughs> That's the one. There we go. That's it. That's it. We've got Tom Lucy in the studio. Tom, what is your greatest <laughs> moment overall? Do you have one of them as well? For Arsenal? Or and just, in, just in general. What of my life? <laughs> yeah, what's your biggest <laughs> overall moment of your life? Uh, Tom, it's obviously I, I, when I, it's the Invincible, surely. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the obvious answer. I guess, yeah, I guess we were, we were talking earlier, Natalie, about the uh, 2004 Invincible squad. You'll remember it. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, what, what a team, yeah. And but it's all been downhill since then, Natalie, unfortunately. <laughs> Natalie, I'd like, I'd like your answer to this, actually. What's, who's the better team, 2004 Arsenal or Man City last season? Oh, gosh. Um, do you know what? I know it's probably controversial, but I would say City last season. I know, I know Arsenal went totally unbeaten that year, but they had Come a lot on, of draws, didn't they? <laughs> Natalie, behave. Come on, the football we played last season, and, and the, some of the football we've played this season, you know, we've, I think people are underestimating how good we've been this year, just because, you know, we, like I say, we got to 100 points last year and we did it a bit of a canter. You know, this season we've had Kevin De Bruyne out for a large part of it, Fernandinho has been out, and they're two of our best players, and we're still, you know, in, in very much in contention of winning the league. What do you, what do you think of um, Guardiola? Because obviously he signed the contract um, a season or so ago, uh, but he's always he's always never you know stayed in the same place for for too long. Is there a sort of fear that you know you'll win it this season and next season it'll get a bit relentless for him and he wants to try something different? Is that what something that you worry about or? Um, yeah, I 
mean, it's a worry that Guardiola will leave us one day. But what isn't a worry is the, you know, everything that he has created and set up for us, you know, that will stay at the club for forever. You know, the infrastructure that he's created. And I know he has this record of staying for three years at other clubs, but but he's been such a part of what we've built at City, you know, from from the ground up. I really feel that he's he's now totally ingrained in the club. And I do think he'll be with us for a long time. I, I guess the only sort of concern is, you know, that he puts, he clearly puts absolutely everything, every minute of every day into football. And, and will he burn out at some point? Um, but, but no, I don't worry that we're going to lose him in the next couple of years. Did you go to the uh, Leicester game? Yes, I was at the Leicester game, yeah. So can you tell me what was going through your mind when your captain is winding up from 30 yards? Were you saying shoot or not shoot? <laughs> no, I don't think anybody in the world was saying shoot. Like, Aguero wasn't, was he? <laughs> no, he definitely wasn't. A couple of minutes before Kyle Walker had tried a similar shot and absolutely cracked it into the stands. So, yeah, it was rolling to him. I just thought, oh, come on. And then, I mean, he proved everybody, to be everybody wrong, didn't he? It was just sensational. What was the atmosphere like when it went in? Oh, it was unreal. I mean, the atmosphere during the whole game had been a bit nervy. There'd certainly been points in the crowd where it was really loud and it was really passionate, but the kind of overall feeling was nervous. And then our captain, our legend, he steps up, he, he whacks that in, and, I mean, it, everybody went berserk. But it was weird. It was kind of like going berserk, but still kind of being slightly in shock about what you just witnessed. A, f- a few City fans talked to me about the best player in City history, and David Silver comes up a lot. But don't you think company has superseded him? Yeah, I mean, when we talk about them, it's generally David Silva or Sergio Aguero. And then you, then you look beyond that and you'd say, yeah, yeah, Toure, Vincent Company. Um, but in terms of what Vincent Company. Not Danny Tiato. I mean, I liked him <laughs> at the time, <laughs> but he's probably been picked. Um, yeah, I think just what Vincent Company has done for the city of Manchester, what you know, what he's done off the pitch, you know, he's a really genuinely adopted monk now. Um, you know, he's so Mancunian. He's got he's doing his testimonial year. He's raising money um, and giving back to, to, to the homeless in Manchester. You know, he's, that's what his whole campaign is about. Um, so you know, yeah, absolutely. And it's also, living legends. And also, Natalie, you know, given what happened against Leicester, what do you think Man City's chances are against Brighton? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we're certainly favourites going into the Brighton game, but we are not taking anything for granted. We have to win that game. Uh, we can't just turn up and expect to win it. We have to turn up and turn on and put on a performance. And, you know, if we do, do the opposite of what Arsenal we'll did, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that is slightly concerning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, Natalie, also, I want to see what you think. Your overview of the Premier League, best league in Europe? I mean, if you're looking, if you're basing it on how football teams are getting in European competitions, then you've got to say yes. You know, two English teams in the semi-final of both the big European competitions. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's and it's also you know it's hugely competitive. You know, is there another league in Europe? Oh gosh, sorry, that is my son again. I'm Your son disagrees with, with you, Natalie. He's a, he <laughs> yeah. likes the Bundesliga. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no more yeah I don't it's, it's <laughs> you know so many con- competitive teams and where, you know it's going to go down such to the wire so yeah you know I, I think it's fair to say that certainly right now the Premier League is the most competitive and the, the best league in, you know, in Europe Okay and if I had to push you for predictions uh, what do you think the score is going to be between Man City and Brighton and Liverpool and Wolves I, I think we'll probably both win 2 or 3 nil. Confident. Confident. Well, Natalie, good luck on the weekend. Thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Hey, fingers crossed for you. 
Thank you. And Reggie says hi as well. I'm sorry you've made such a long noise. <laughs> oh, no worries. Good luck. Thanks, Jackie. Bye, Natalie. Bye. Right, in the absence of voice, uh, it looks like Son of Voice will be conducting my favourite part of the show. Uh, Son of Voice? Yes. Uh, you know the form, and let's do this. Yes, it's the Head in the Game quiz. Jamie, Tom, Alex, are you ready? Uh, I'm ready. Oh, yes, I am. Good. Round one, multiple choice. Tom, which of the following clubs have never been relegated from the Premier League? A. Bournemouth, B. Manchester City, C. Newcastle United, or D. West Ham United? Uh, have never been relegated. Manchester City? No, it's Bournemouth, A. (laughs) Alex, Alan Shearer, don't (laughs) apologise. Alan Shearer holds what record for penalties taken in the Premier League? A. Hitting the woodwork 14 times. B. He scored the most, 56. C. He's missed the most, 11. D. Both of the above. Oh, mate, that's tough, that. Why do you have to give me the hard one? Um, I'm going to go... Uh, he's scored the most. I'm afraid it was D, both of the above. Oh, he scored the most, 56, and he missed the most, 11. Here we go. Jamie, your chance to take the lead. All right. What has Ryan Giggs done 134 times, more than any other player in the league's history? A, scored direct from a free kick. B, been substituted. C, successfully dribbled past an opponent, or D, changed his boots. I think it's B, substituted. Correct, ah, Jamie! Oh, I'm not having this. Is Jamie really leading this? Yeah, I'm leading it. Here we go. I'm not having this. Tom, who in a post-match conference said, if you don't know the answer to the question, then I think you're an ostrich. Your head must be in the sand. Is your head in the sand? Are you flexible enough to get your head in the sand? My suspicion would be no. A. Current Newcastle United manager Rafa Benitez B. The then Leicester City manager Nigel Pearson C. Then Coventry City manager Ron Atkinson Or D. Current Cardiff City manager Neil Warnock I think it might be Rafa Benitez No, it was then Leicester City (laughs) manager Nigel Pearson (laughs) Round two, true or false Alex, Barnsley are the only club to have spent just one season in the Premier League Oh, um, false. Correct, it's false. Swindon Town also in 1993. Jamie, Swindon Town are the only club to have played in the Premier League whose name has none of the letters of the word mackerel in it. False. It's true! Ah, no! Swindon Town. (laughs) Check it if you don't believe me. It's not even a football question, is it? It's about mackerels. Don't argue. Father warned me about you. Tom... No English manager has ever won the Premier League title. Uh, Quick game's good game, Tom. False. It's true. (laughs) Alex Ferguson and Kenny Dalgleish wouldn't thank you for calling them English. (laughs) Alex. Alex Ferguson's last game in charge of Man United ended in the highest score draw in Premier League history. 6-6 versus West Bromwich Albion. No, it's false. It was 5-5. Correct! Romelu Lukaku got a hat-trick. Thanks. Very good. And finally, round three. Premier League club mascot or kids' confectionery? Jamie, Moonbeam. <laughs> confectionery. No, no, it's a mascot. A company's Moonchester for Manchester City. Tom, Bertie B. Uh, <laughs> mascot. Correct! Hey! He's a firm fan of Burnley. Alex, Percy Pig. They're a sweet. 
Confectionery. Correct! Thanks. What's that? That's the easiest <laughs> one in the world! <laughs> oh my god, Percy Pig! Jamie! Pig! And the last. Harry Bow! <laughs> mascot? <laughs> Cherry Bear! Christ alive! That's a uh, mascot. Correct! It's the mascot for Bournemouth! And the title goes to, on 97 points, <laughs> it's tied between Tom and Alex, but I'm going to give it on goal difference to. Tom! <laughs> Tom got nothing! How am I like that? I demand a recount. Oh, son of voice, you suck. Uh, right, that's about all for this week. Tom, Alex, thank you so much for joining me today. You guys have been great. Um, Rachel actually normally does this bit, so... Look, okay, I'm feeling generous, all right? I'm not, I don't, I'm not greedy. I'll share the love. Why don't we share it together? Tom, okay. you start, Alex, you go, then we all come in unison at the end. Absolutely. Like we're a team, all right? We are a team. I, we are a team, okay. aren't we? Here Absolutely. we go. Ready? <laughs> Tom, you start. Please subscribe and review. It's free, so why wouldn't you? Join us next week when we'll be previewing the FA Cup final. Until then, keep your head in the game. ESPN, head in the game.